Our scripture reading today is a rather long one, but it is a story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Now, last week, we were at the place where he was in the synagogue on a Sunday, and there had been a woman 18 years bent over, and he healed her. Today, he raises a man from the dead. Beginning in John 11. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your friend is very sick. See, Jesus has friends. He has people he likes, that he visits, that he eats with. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So... Although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. But now I will go and awaken him. The disciples said, Lord, if he's sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping. But Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let's go too and die with Jesus. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem. And many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said. He will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. 
Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe me, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I've always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you'd been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, A deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, they told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. But some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across his entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told him. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory? If you believe. So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here, so they will believe that you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave cloths his face wrapped in a headcloth. And Jesus told him, unwrap him and let him go. This is the word of God. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Move among us, open our hearts and minds to your word. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. This sermon contains both a statement of fact and a question for us. First, the fact. Jesus is the majestic one who reigns over both life and death. He reigns over both life and death. That is a fact. The question is going to come later. It seems odd this Sunday reading about the raising of Lazarus. A man is being raised from the dead. That sounds like an Easter story. And we are in the middle of summer. But a man is being raised from the dead. 
When the story opens, we learn that Lazarus, a friend to both Jesus and the disciples, has fallen asleep, his illness leading to death. Because sleep was a common metaphor for death in Jewish texts. And in Greek mythology, death and sleep were portrayed as twin brothers. So Jesus tells his disciples they're going to go to Bethany to awaken Lazarus. The disciples think sleep's a good idea for someone so ill. So then Jesus tells them plainly, Lazarus is dead. The rest of the story is amazing and strange, and we get quiet when we hear it. Jesus arrives in Bethany, and he weeps with the mourners. Jesus understands when we weep, when we mourn. He wept and mourned for his friends. And then he gets to work. He goes to the place where the grave is. Now people were buried in the sides of hills. A place was hollowed out and stones were rolled in front of it to protect the bodies. And after several years, the bones were put in boxes called ossuaries. There was no embalming. And Lazarus had been in the tomb four days. Jesus says, remove the stone. Martha says, tells Jesus, there's already going to be a bad smell. Four days in the tomb. Jesus says, remove the stone. And Jesus prays to the Father so no one will credit him. He wants, he prays to the Father. And then he calls into the darkness, Lazarus, come out. And out lurches this former corpse, wrapped in linens. But what is the rest of the story? Imagine you are Lazarus, just awakened, standing outside your own tomb, blinded by the light looking at a stunned crowd of people who do not know whether to laugh, cry, or run for the hills. What was it like for him to wake up to life after death? He never tells us. We don't know. Now Mary and Martha are thrilled to have their brother back, but the religious leaders are less thrilled. John in his gospel, implies that it was this event, the raising of Lazarus, that led led directly to the arrest and crucifixion of Jesus. What does this scripture say to us about Jesus? It says that he is Lord of both life and death, our statement. In John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3, Jesus talks about death, about what he's doing. The first thing Jesus tells us is to not let our hearts be troubled. That's tough. Because we tremble 
in the presence of death. He says, believe in God and believe in me. He's saying, stand firm on what you know. What do you know? You know Jesus is Lord over both life and death. Stand firm on what you know. There are few verses in Scripture that describe eternal life, but these few are rich with promises. In this passage from John 14, Jesus tells us that he's going to prepare a place for us in his Father's home. He says there are many rooms for his people. And he said, I'm going ahead to make a place ready for us. That's what he says. It's like we have company coming, and we put on clean sheets on the bed and clean towels in the bathroom, and we go to the grocery store and get our guests' favorite foods. And when they come, we greet them with open arms and hugs and kisses. And Jesus says, when everything is ready, I'm going to come and get you so that you will be with me that you will always be with me where I am. We are not unexpected. Provision is being made. Jesus is Lord of both life and death. And when Jesus shouts, unbind him, loose him, let him go, he shouts to dead Lazarus. But I wonder if he shouts in order to make sure that he is speaking loud enough even for us, listening in on this scene. You see, this is a call to life. This is a call to life. Let him go. Unbind him. Loose him. He's saying unbind her. Unbind him. Let him go. Can we, keep, can we hear that call? And then some free being, you and me, strides forth unbound to live the life abundant that Christ came to give us. That is what he came to give us. That you may have life and have it more abundantly. He's calling us to offer peace in every aspect of life. To hold out our hands in friendship, not suspicion, to everyone around us. To put it another way, we do not have to sleepwalk through life and wait for death. You see, we have a second chance, an opportunity to die more than once. To, as St. Paul puts it, Frequently, to die to self, to take off the old clothes and put on the new, to become new creations in Christ. We have that opportunity to be born again. So, now the question. The question for us today is what would you do if raised from the dead? If you had been dead for four days and then raised from the dead, how would your life be different? I ask you to ponder that 
this week to mull over it. How would it be different? That's our question for this week. We don't know exactly what <clears throat> Lazarus was like before and after he emerged from his tomb. He never told us. Uh, you know, I think that's so odd. You'd think he'd have written a book, a bestseller, wouldn't you? <laughs> that's what everybody else does. Christian tradition. Now, this is not gospel. This isn't what the Bible says. This is Christian tradition. It's what people say. Christian tradition goes a couple of different directions when it comes to the rest of the story. One tradition says that Lazarus, learning of the animosity of the religious community, fled to France where he became a bishop and was martyred. That's one story. Another story says says that he and his sisters, Mary and Martha, fled to the island of Cyprus where he was later ordained by Barnabas and served for years as bishop and as an example to the people there. He died again. (laughs) See, this was not a resurrection. It was a resuscitation. And Lazarus would die again. I wonder how he felt about that. Oh, gosh, I got to go through that again. It was said that he died again at age 60 and was buried in a sarcophagus with the inscription, the four-day Lazarus, a friend of Christ. That's not bad, is it? A friend of Christ. Well, whatever happened, we imagine that Lazarus spent the rest of his second life devoted to telling others about the Christ who had given him life, not just raising him physically from the dead, but giving him a new life and purpose as well. He awoke to a new reality in Christ. So what does that say to us today at Bee Creek United Methodist Church? It says we can live, really live in Christ. It says that death will come, and it will, but that we can view it as friends of Christ, knowing that he is Lord. He is Lord of both life and death. We are cared for either way. We are safe in the everlasting arms. We can embrace life and the people that we were born among the people that we live among, we can embrace them with love and not fear. We can live with purpose. We are friends of Christ. Amen.